and Christmas, Carl. We have Santa Claus. Happiest of holidays, everyone. It's me, Peter Gorman, and this is the second annual Christmas special for Gorman on Air. I'm here too. <laughs> I mean, Merry Christmas. That's my co-host, Jacob. We're both here. The Yuletide is nigh. That most festive of times, when the weather is terrible and the media on our screens is saccharine. We honor our friends and loved ones. We bribe the children with gifts. We struggle in line and we toil on Amazon wish lists. I hope you all are having the best of times. We, on the other hand, just had to watch a delightful little movie called Jack Frost. Well, <laughs> Peter, in truth, I actually had to watch two movies called Jack Frost. Oh my god. Yeah, it's surprising how many horror films are called Jack Frost or feature Jack Frost. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think there's only the two and then the sequel to the, the one good one. Oh, well, maybe I'm just thinking of generic movies in general. I looked up multiple Jack Frost films. There was the... Oh, sure. There was that Russo-Finnish uh, Slavic fairy tale called Jack Frost, which is actually about a, a secular Santa, Santa Claus who's like a like a, a snow wizard and yes. Yeah. I think his name is like, uh, Morozko. And he was like really big in the Soviet block back in the day, you know, and Baba Yaga shows up in that. It was great. That's a great little movie. I recommend that to anybody. Then there was also that Jack Frost from 1979. I think it's Rankin Bass, you know, like one of those claymation things. You ever see that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah. Pretty I sure. didn't. You know what? I'm, and I'm glad that I didn't. I'm going to tell you Fine. that right now because it ends badly. I'll just spoil that for you. For those of you who would be upset that some, you know, dry as, as dust claymation from the 70s, how it might end up. But yeah, in that one, Jack Frost is like the avatar of ice and snow, as he should be. Mm -hmm. And he becomes human so they can go court a human woman. And she just betrays him before he can finish his tasks. He has like a time limit. He's like, you get to be human long enough. Uh, you have to have like a house and a bag of gold and a horse. And then you have to have a wife. If you have all of those things, you can become human and be happy. And he does all of the things except for actually assert himself. You know, he didn't actually propose to the woman he likes. And so when he gets there at the end, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to marry this knight instead. Ugh. That's just crushing. Like, I hate that. It's like... It's bittersweet. I'm, you know, I'm glad I didn't see that as a kid. That would have bummed me right the hell out. Uh, well, I mean, you gotta get kids having that uh, seething anger and fear towards being cuckolded early. <laughs> yes, I think it's good. You know, you want to indoctrinate children on on losing hope early or or accepting their lot in life. Maybe that's it. Or just, you know, having that underlying fear that, you know, you could have the woman of your dreams stolen from you by Chad at any point. Yeah. Well, listen, so don't, this, this so don't even Chad, try. He's in golden armor, you know? So, I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't all her fault. You know, the guy was pretty slick. Sure. 
So I'm having a ball. I just finally finished moving into my new place. It took months to like finally unpack every box. I've got this girlfriend I love dearly. I'm starting a bunch of holiday traditions. I bought a Christmas tree. I put a skeleton on my balcony and a Santa hat. It's been great. So how have you been, Jacob? I've been doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know, I did actually have a a fun little Christmas-related anecdote, though. Do tell. So earlier today, I uh, went up uh, to get some groceries, or just, you know, a couple of things I needed, and the the local grocery store that I go to, uh, it's a area uh, heavy in immigrants, and uh, typically uh, Korean and Chinese, Japanese... Okay. Have uh, they started playing the K-pop holiday remixes? Ooh. Which you know you don't want to poke too much fun, but it is very fun, at least for me, to be listening to some classic like Hollywood holiday song, and then suddenly there's just some singer going like, "Break it down now," and then they <laughs> just get into some like rap that I I don't know I can't I can't understand it. It's very funny, it. you know. Me, There's a long tradition of doing that in the West as well. I mean, I wouldn't. No, I know, no, no, solely at the feet of Korean pop stars. No, I'm, I'm just saying that. <laughs> that's what I experience because that's. Uh, I don't have a target here. Yeah, it must be very unique walking the streets of San Francisco during the holidays. I thought it was fun. <laughs> so we here on Gorman on Gore choose horror films to watch and analyze, scene by scene and tangent by tangent. We take turns choosing the films for your listening pleasure. I chose last year's Christmas film, Krampus, and a fine film it was. This year? (sighs) So this year we're doing something different. Tell the fine folks at home what we're doing this Christmas. Why, we're going to be talking about Jack Frost. You remember that if you uh, went down to Blockbuster and you were looking at the horror movies... There was always that one just horrifying cover of the snowman with the icicle teeth. Uh, yeah. That's this, that's this one. I was going to say, this movie is most notable in my childhood as the spooky reflective cover of the VHS <laughs> rental store. Yeah. It's pretty horrifying. It's scarier than the movie itself. And here's the thing. This film is infamous for coming out one year before the 1998 family-friendly Jim Henson Studios bomb also known as Jack Frost. Yeah. And growing up, I had to believe that at least one child in North America accidentally rented the horror film. I don't think that happened. Well, here's the thing. No, no, here's the thing. It actually did happen. I tracked it down. Okay. And it did. Okay, so there's this guy who runs a website online called iMockery, where they make fun of old retro films. Mm -hmm. And the guy used to work at a video store, and he... He wrote a weird little anecdote about the two Jack Frost movies. So here, I have the quote here from him. All right. I'd like to share a quick gag with you that I would play on our video store customers. For any of you other other there that work in a video store, others out there, it's like he left words out. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, in a video store or who have friends working at a video store, I suggest you write this down. Shortly after the Killer Snowman version of Jack Frost came out, Michael Keaton's happy Jack Frost family movie came out. The timing was just too perfect. Two movies with the exact same title, yet two very different plots. So the gag is pretty simple. 
take any copy of the killer Jack Frost movie and put it inside the box of the Jack Frost family movie. Just imagine the faces of the kids as they watched the happy snowman killing people left and right, all because the parents assumed that they rented what was a family movie. The gag was easy, and parents did come in to complain about how they rented the wrong movie, and it scared the shit out of their kids. So yeah, get to work, all of you video store hooligans. <laughs> I don't know. That's still... I, I don't know if I buy it. You don't believe it? I don't, I don't believe it. I don't know. It leads me to believe that it must have happened at least once. And, you know, that just brings so much joy I'm, to my heart. Yeah, I could buy that. I'm not saying that it, like, couldn't ever have happened, but it, it, does, it doesn't feel like it's, like, it was a thing. You know when you get an ugly-looking gift, like a really poorly wrapped one? Sure. You think to yourself, well, maybe this is a creative gift. Maybe there will be something special in that ugly package. And then you open it up and you're like, nope, this is just a bad gift. This movie is the cinematic equivalent of that. Yeah. This is the movie version of a poorly thought out gift. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of watching this with my girlfriend and we got so bummed out that we had to binge out on Christmas cookies afterwards sugar cookies and a can of frosting and we ate it until we got sick that's what this movie did to us <laughs> you hear me makers of jack frost michael cooney the director this is what you've done i don't know i feel like you kind of just wanted to take a nap after i wouldn't blame you so yeah there is the jack frost movie from 1997 and just this year we got a new jack frost movie 2022, Jack Frost, a.k.a. Curse of Jack Frost, a UK production that recently came out on streaming services. So I asked you, I don't know if I, I forget if I demand it or not, but I was kind of hoping that you would watch it so that we could have an opinion on it. Yeah. Tell me about it, Jacob. Well, okay. I guess that's a little weird because I, I felt like this one was, it felt thoroughly American. We've never done one of these, uh, and I don't want to do one of these, but it's, um, I don't know if there's a good snappy name for it. It's one of those horror movies where it's not really a horror movie, and it's just kind of trying to be, like, about how cool a killer is. If you get what I mean. I'm not clear like, if like talking about today's movie, the 1997 Jack Frost. No, 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 no. The, uh, this, uh, The Curse of Jack Frost. But, like, as an example, there's oh, a recurring... Okay lame metal riff that loops throughout the uh, the Jack Frost movie. Oh, I think I heard about that. I read a review and they said like a crappy guitar riff would start up when he would show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really a horror movie. It's more of a, you know, look at the like this cool creature killing people in cool ways. Isn't he badass? <laughs> uh, which it just sucks. And I don't know. One one day we'll we'll do one of those because they uh, it is a distinct genre of its own. Yeah. Oh, also the uh, actual creature Jack Frost is uh, almost completely unintelligible throughout the entire movie, which is uh, yeah, he looked like an ice covered goblin with like long fingers. Yeah, it's a mask that doesn't have any um, real articulation to it. They seemed to not 
the actor was clearly speaking through the uh, the mask and had his voice muffled. Oh, that's always a so weird. they kind of get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they well, but they but they gave him kind of like a distorted voice effect on top of it. Oh. But like that didn't that just made it worse. Okay. And I mean, even with subtitles, it was uh, it was very hit or miss. Well, that sounds rather unpleasant. Yeah, not really worth going over. Other than that, it's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, not very fun. All right. Well, today's Jack Frost yeah. is from. 1997 it's a slasher film yes it's a supernatural monster movie it's obviously low budget the snowman seems to have endless one-liners that he really really leans into when he kills the hapless townsfolk of a quaint little mountain town and it's your choice i just really want to underline that today (laughs) this was jacob's idea (laughs) i don't know if that's true Maybe I should have vetoed. There's so many great horror movies out there, you know, like about Christmas. You know, there's Black Christmas, there's Rare Exports, there's like Ernest Saves Christmas. um, Oh yeah, but this one's also a classic. Also, I'm pretty sure you were the one who ultimately decided on this. Oh, I see how it is. You're going to just turn it around. You know, like, when we're recording, be like, oh, Peter, this was your idea. Okay, first of all, that's very silly because I've, have owned up to every movie I've selected in the past. <laughs> That's true. You've been very candid about yeah. your terrible choices. <laughs> so I, it's genuinely, I can't remember if that was the one I, uh, if I picked it or you did, you know, what? I think you mentioned it and then I didn't, I was just like, Oh, well, he must really want that. You know what? I should have fought you. So yeah, maybe this is my failure too. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Sorry. Actually. Yeah. You definitely should have. Cause I, I think I just <laughs> threw that out as like, yeah, I mean, besides being a killer snowman movie, this movie is most notable for a really infamous uh, rape kill scene that I wish I could unsee. But I found out after the fact that the director and his son, apparently, say that the scene wasn't actually filmed as a rape scene. It became one because it sort of looked like it. When the editor was was, uh, cutting the scene together, he's like, you know what this looks like, right? Uh, I mean, that's obviously, that's not true, though. I mean, even if it was, it's not like that's much better. We'll get to it, you know? And I, I Well, no, 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 no. Well, okay, first of all, uh, it would be better if it wasn't. That uh, <laughs> they only my... did it in post? I mean, it was still their bad idea, you know? Like, they didn't have to run with what it seemed to be. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but well, what I'm saying is, like, contextually within the movie, why would that... They wouldn't make any sense for it not to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. So, Jacob, what would you think the tagline would be for this? A killer snowman movie. He He's going to ice you? He's going to put you on ice? That would or actually something be like good. that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the real one is he's chilling and killing. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Not going to lie. Can't defend that one. <laughs> I mean, some of them, like, some of them you have to, like, of those taglines, you have to, like, let sink in for a bit. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. No. I mean, he's ice cold. You could have done that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a a thing we're going to keep coming back to, is that there's a lot of things you could have done with this. Yes. Well, this movie was plagued by financial issues and random misfortunes. 
they made two of these and they were going to make a third. And then the, the main actor, the, the sheriff, I think his name is Christopher Alport. Mm -hmm. Uh, he died. Okay. Would you like to venture a guess as to how the lead actor in Jack Frost died in real life? Um, did it involve getting, uh, raped by a snowman? I hate to say close, but <laughs> Peter, come on. That was the worst tee up I've ever had in my life. Oh, so, you know, here... Yeah, that's yeah, pretty bad. I'm sorry. He died in an avalanche, Jacob. He died in an avalanche. <laughs> um, in real life, the poor man. Okay, first of all, you put that in my oh, head. We're still going to hell. You Oh, no, I know, but you put that in my head, and then you're like, then you're criticizing me for going back to the it. movie. Did this to us? That's what happened. Yeah, you know what? Well, we didn't have yeah, to be this yeah. way. The lowly creatures we've become, <laughs> what we've degenerated into. Yeah, this is this yeah. comes from a time in films when like such things were acceptable. Well, I don't know if that's even the right way to put it. It was allowed, I guess. You know. I don't think any of this would be tolerated in the preceding, like, 30 years. No, yeah. And thank God. Let's see, wait, it came out in 1997. It's 2022 as of right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be 2023 soon. Uh, so that's, let's see, three, 25 years ago. So it's not 30. Yeah. But anyway, it was a while ago. And it makes sure. me feel old realizing how old this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bit right? of a bummer. Before we dive headfirst into this movie, would you recommend this movie to regular folk, Jacob? Uh, no, not to regular folks. That seems like a bad idea. I mean, I think uh, like the idea of a killer snowman could be fun in the right circumstances, but uh, not this movie. Yeah, this, this straight-to-video extravaganza of silly one-liners and, and frosty the snowman jokes. I would not recommend it either. I made the mistake of... I made the mistake of watching this with my girlfriend. That did not work out. She gave me a very judgy look when it came to the infamous scene with Shannon Elizabeth. And I can't defend it. I'm like, listen, I, I don't condone this. You can't show this to people. You know, no. like there's good things in here and I want to root for the movie, you know, but you can't have that scene and have me be like, yeah, I'm all for you film, you know? Well, Okay. Peter, you say that, but also at the same time, that is the most memorable scene in the movie. So what does it's that a, say about sears, the movie? Yeah. Sorry to talk over you, but yeah, no, it sears its its way into your brain forever. You will never forget that scene after you've seen it. Mm -hmm. And it goes on for way too long and we will get to it. We shouldn't be dwelling on it the whole thing. Oh my God. I don't want this to be the theme well, of this I, episode. It's Christmas well, I, for God's sakes. <laughs> Oh, okay, for the record, you're the one who brought it up before it well, happened. How could so, you not? Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I wasn't <laughs> going to. Why would I do that? Oh, you know what? We should have just done that. We just glossed over the whole movie and be like, and then there's another scene, but don't worry about it. She dies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some fun and notable things along the way. Sure. So this time for this winter season, dear audience, we watched this movie so that you wouldn't have to. We took that icicle to the heart, and I'm here to say, we are still standing. So settle in as the snow falls, get some peppermint cocoa, bundle under the covers, and prepare yourself for, as the director says, a happy, scary story. The 
the story's not heavy at all. Well, that's how it begins at any rate. The, okay, for one thing, the, the director is the voice of the creepy uncle at the beginning of the movie who's <laughs> narrating a story to his off-screen niece. Well, they're both off-screen. Mm-hmm. I actually have that recorded. So let me just, let's just regale you with this. Okay, here we go. story no it's late go to bed santa will be here soon no i want a story please all right all right you want a happy story or do you want a scary story i want a happy scary story happy scary story yeah fine once upon a time there lived a man by the name by the name of jack frost jack frost that's right like in the song jack frost nipping at your nose (laughs) Only this guy did it for real. You know how regular folk get up in the morning, eat something, then hurry off to do whatever for the day? Uh-huh. Well, Jack would get up, eat something, then hurry off and kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that little thing where he, like, tortures his niece goes on for, like, three minutes. It goes on for way too long. Yeah. Setting the tone for the humor of the uh, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is indicates very early on that she has misgivings about hearing the story of murder and mayhem that the uncle is seemingly so eager to tell, but he just plows on anyway, which, yeah, that really just fits the tone of what's going on. No, I meant the, like, I meant the, I meant the humor sucked. (laughs) Well, it's both. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's a fitting premise for the beginning of Jack Frost, a movie about a serial killer snowman. Even the people in the movie don't want to hear the story. Also, uh, the uncle has a British accent, but the niece does not. So, well, yeah, the niece is also a child or an adult putting on a child, forty-year-old woman pretending to be a a little girl, like Rugrats style. Yeah, yeah. Is that strange? Is any of that strange? It's obnoxious. It doesn't matter. I mean, you never hear from either of these people again, anyway. Yeah. The only truly creative sequence, I think, in this movie is this beginning part. And not the the talking, that's terrible. But actually, visually, there are these Christmas ornaments, and they have the names of all of the actors and the crew and the writer and the director. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish there was more of this kind of simple, creative energy. No, I also wish they had put more thought into this movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, I just realized, yeah, I've got the trailer here, so let's do that now, shall we? One cold night, science and evil collide. Oh, yeah. Now, a serial killer is on the loose. We hadn't even tested the acid on an amoeba, let alone a human cell. This is a disaster. Look, I just saw something that doesn't belong in this world, and it's out there killing my friends. Now tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Jack Frost. I think Jack's about to make an entrance. And he's giving cold-blooded a whole new meaning. Hey, Jack! What? Up the 710 split. Hell has just frozen over. 
Dude, that would have been a better tag. Blow me. Jack Frost. Look, Ma! I'm a Picasso! This movie came out a couple of years after Toy Story, so that's not even this movie being original when he says, Look, Ma, I'm a Picasso. Yeah. Hey, Ham! Look, I'm Picasso! I don't get it. Apparently, Jack Frost is an infamous serial killer. He's killed, like, 38 people across 11 states, making him probably one of the most prolific serial killers in North American history. Right up there around John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy. He chopped up his victims and put little pieces of them in Mrs. Puddle's pecan pies. Either to get caught or because he thought it made it taste better. We're not, you know, we're not told which it is. Yeah, the uh, the whole potential cannibalism thing doesn't really come up much. No, it's just a, a fun little side note that the uncle tells his niece. Yeah. So Jack Frost is stopping through the little mountain town of Snowmonton. Snow Mountain? I don't know. <laughs> He's taking a leak and the local sheriff just happens to find him. And this is how you find out right away that Jack Frost is not a very intelligent or capable killer. I mean, even though they described a huge kill list to him or whatever you want to put it, whenever you see him in the movie, he's an idiot and he's doing something really stupid and just giving himself away. He acts creepy immediately. As soon as a sheriff shows up, he's just like, hey, what do you want? <laughs> and you see it in a flashback that's not strictly necessary and... As much as I don't like the snowman, I think I dislike the actor playing him slightly more. That's uh, Scott McDonald. And I don't mean to be mean to the guy, but he makes really ridiculous broad faces. He's from like the shocker school of villains. I don't know if you ever saw Mitch Pileggi's performance in the Wes Craven film Shocker. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Spider-Man villain. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I guess that also fits. Yeah. No, I was just thinking of like... It's just a ridiculous performance in that movie, too. I mean, you just, you know, just look it up. It's not a great way to go if you're not Freddy Krueger, you know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people tried to be him, and I guess I don't blame them. I mean, I guess Jack Frost is maybe a little closer in origin to something like Chucky from Child's Play. But whatever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't quite click. So in these early scenes, you see a lot of him vowing revenge and not being good at his job as a killer and then he gets killed and then uh and he just comes back and he's not very good as a snowman <laughs> well here's the weird thing he like develops his power set real early he learns how to melt and how to reform himself and all of this stuff i mean okay we'll get to it i mean he he gets somehow mixed with like some genetic material stuff and it allows him to become a snowman and to melt himself and, and unmelt himself. But then it's also a part of the film that if he melts, he's in pain and he hates it. But sometimes he does it to himself. And I don't know how he refreezes himself. Like as soon as you start thinking about any element of the movie, you're like, Oh, well that's none of this makes any sense. Yeah. I see. That's why I, I do kind of wish they would do a remake of this movie just so that they could do a more grounded yeah. killer snowman movie. I want a really good snowman movie. And I think I talked about this in Krampus too, because there's that element in that movie where there's all these big creepy snowmen outside of the, the boy's house and they get closer and they're like big and weird looking. 
I've always liked the idea of, I don't know, you could do like a Michigan J frog kind of a thing where like, you know, the snowmen are only moving Sorry, what? and the little boys looking, you know, the, the old, the old Warner, oh. Warner brothers, Looney tune thing, you know, Michigan J frog is that frog with the cap on his head or the uh, top hat rather. Yeah. I guess I think of more of like the singing and dancing when I think of Michigan J frog. So well, it's both. Like yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, he's dancing when, when the one guy's looking at him and then when everyone else is, you know, like whenever he tries to show anyone, it's just a frog. Sure. And he's like, I, I swear to God. The frog is real. He sings and dances. You could do the same thing with a snowman movie. Easy. You could have them do something real weird and creepy. And you keep trying to tell people and no one's going to believe you. There's no reason to believe that there would be an autonomous snowman who's trying to kill you. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to the movie, Jack Frost is taking a whiz in a, in a local town called snowman, snow mountain or snowmanton. It's the snowman capital of the Midwest. So he's caught there and then he's put on trial and then he's, what do you call it? He's on death row. He's going to be executed. And so he has to be transported by van to wherever the execution location is. And just by cosmic coincidence, he happens to be passing through the exact same town. I did want to make note of one thing during the, uh, his arrest. The cop is clearly like freaked out and he does this like... The cop has a gun on him. He's telling him to put his yeah. hands up. And he kind of does this, like, fake-out thing where he, like, really jerkily, like, obeys his instructions, making him yes. think he's, like, I guess, like, lurching over to attack him. And it's, yeah, like... Jack Frost, like, brings up his arms quickly, I guess just to mess with his nerves, but it is almost, like, encouraging the sheriff to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, it was, like... It's, like, what's the, uh... What, what was the, uh, the best-case scenario there? Yeah. I don't know, maybe that you'd spook him and he dropped his gun like a bumbling idiot. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do much better than that. He only just barely arrests him. And apparently he's the silver bullet that finally caught this notorious killer who's just been evading capture for however long. Yeah. He has to travel through the exact same town to go to his execution. All of the stays are over. All of the appeals are done. He's going to just go roast in the electric chair. He's being transported by three jail guards or prison guards, whatever they're called. And there's two in the driver's seat. And then there's one in the back with him. That's like, he's heavily mustachioed and smoking a cigarette. And Jack Frost asks for a smoke and you know, he's a smoker. So right off the bat, you know, he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and the mustachioed guard says no. And so then off screen, of course, you don't want to see an action scene. That'd be too exciting. So they come back to him. And he's got the prison guard down under his foot and he breaks his neck, even though he's still in his uh, handcuffs and stuff. Yeah. So then he takes the cigarette and, and finishes it while he just savors a kill. Maybe he assumes it's his last kill. He's just like, well, I'll just kill this one security guard. And and then, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll face the chair and I'll feel good about what I've done in this world. Yeah. I mean, that seems reasonable. Yes. But, I mean, honestly, what a blunder on the uh, part of the officer. Real, yeah, real embarrassing. Profoundly stupid. Yeah. He's just like, hey, listen, officer, there's some gum on the bottom of my shoe. Could you just look for a second? And he's like, oh, of course. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just bend over right here. Wait, is it, is it on this shoe? Like, no, no, no. It's under this other shoe. No, listen, it's on my right foot. You know, let me just bring that up. Okay. Okay. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. wait I, I, I know. I'm just putting it on your neck for a second. Just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would have given anything to have seen that awkward scene where he somehow managed to trick the guard into killing himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if they are like in an early draft of the script because I'm I'm sure they spent a lot of time on that. They uh, they well, did there was have a lot of financial difficulties, <laughs> so maybe they had those scenes and they're like, oh, well, listen, we we don't got time for this, you know. Yeah. Who knows? We have to shoot like twelve things today. <laughs> Also, I believe Jack Frost puts the cigarette out on the dead guard's cheek. So mm-hmm. he didn't even want to smoke. Dang. In some descriptions I've read on this movie, they say that Jack Frost causes the van to crash. That does not appear to be true. It just seems to happen randomly. It's just like happenstance. Which, again, it doesn't make Jack Frost seem like a very capable killer. No. I mean, they're on a, a blizzardy mountain pass. And... The guards can't see very well, and they just they just straight up crash into a genetics truck that just happens to be going the other direction on this road in the middle of the night. And they couldn't afford to show the van crash, so they just kind of, like, spin the camera around, and they show <laughs> Jack Frost kind of, like, stumbling out the back doors. So he's he's thrown free, I guess. And one of the guards dies, but the other one manages to get himself out of the van, and... And then Jack Frost, because, again, not a good serial killer, he just presents himself to the security guard. Like, I don't know if he knew whether or not he had a gun, but he's like, he, he stands up and he shows his cuffs like are loose. He's like, yeah, I got out. I'm just showing you exactly what I did. And now I'm going to slowly come towards you and hope you don't shoot me. And he probably would have gotten away with it, too, except that the genetics truck that's like tipped over nearby, it bursts. And a tank of something, some kind of weird acid, just flies all over Jack Frost. And the security guard just watches him slowly melt to death, you know, and just dissolve into the snow. Yeah, with the, I guess more of a, well, you look at that kind of reaction, yeah. rather than like watching it? a man melt into, uh, into nothing. Yeah, he's just like, wow, that really saved my bacon. <laughs> I'm sure no harm will have come of this at all. Also, speaking of production, I can't help but feel like there's a little brief moment before the chemicals hit Jack. And they do the, like... I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a joke. It just sucks. The uh, the, the zoom in, and he's like, this is gonna hurt. Yes. The delivery is so bad that I th- it has to have been a mistake. I think they're going for an over-the-top thing. Well, no, 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 that's the thing, is it's like, it's such a, like, an understated, like, there's no emotion in it. It's just like, this is gonna hurt. Like, yeah. okay, alright. After his body is slowly absorbed into the icy snow, it starts to move around, and it's clearly just a guy under a blanket, just, like, wiggling his arms and legs around. Yeah. The snow is alive! Oh my god! He's in the snow. Ooh. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. <laughs> I was about to say I shouldn't mock this movie. Yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I should. Yeah, I don't know, like who? Who are you trying? Whose feelings are you trying to spare? <laughs> I don't know. Whoever survived at this point. Uh, Probably she, the the director's son, at least Oliver Cooney. Uh, he's been stridently protecting his dad's legacy living or otherwise. I don't, I don't know if the director's still alive, but I've seen it on the internet and on IMDb on some YouTube things uh, where 
this Oliver Cooney guy keeps showing up, and I, I assume it's his son. I, mean, I believe he says so at some, at some point. So, yeah, you know, if the internet well, says it, it has to be true, right? It's never steered me wrong before. Exactly. So this movie was filmed in Fawn Skin, California. It's a quiet little mountain town on the shore of Big Bear Lake. Just 35 miles from there, as the crow flies, is the town of Joshua Tree, where The Rake was filmed. <laughs> That's another all-star movie we have covered on the podcast. Um, Truly, all the cinematic gems flow from the dusty periphery east of San Bernardino. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cute little place. The main location where a lot of the stuff happens is a place called Fonskin Lodge or Fawn Lodge. I forget which one it is. Anyway, it's permanently closed. I think they're, they're trying to, the current owners are trying to save up money to renovate the place or something. So, you know, I felt a little <laughs> sad looking it up and finding like this trail of misfortune that seemingly followed this movie. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think the movie caused that. Well, it didn't not cause it. I mean, if this was a bigger movie, it's, it's got a cult following, but I feel like if it had become like a Mecca of some sort, you know, you could have, you could have sold terrible Jack Frost memorabilia or something, become like the town mascot. Oh, sure. Like, um, there's that town, uh, where Leprechaun was, uh, filmed. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's a made up anecdote. That's not, that's not true. Oh, <laughs> I wanted that to be true, Jacob. <laughs> I, I know, that's like, why yeah, I said it's it. Cleveland. <laughs> Warwick Davis, like, he got through some rough years doing those Leprechaun movies. You know what? I've got some good street cred with them, just for giving him a career. Sure. Uh, and it's a good thing that we will be covering the entire series. Every single one, including the one where he goes into space. Yeah. Maybe. We'll, and we'll see. in the hood, Oh yeah. back to the hood. And yes. presumably back three of the hood. <laughs> yes. Back in the, I don't know, the flashback or at some point in the film, I don't know when this happened, but I, I wrote down when Jack Frost yells in the sheriff's face, you know, and it like it haunts his memories. He's just like, I'll find a way. I'll tear your town apart. I'll kill your family. I'll kill you. You're dead. Throughout the whole movie. Good old Sheriff Sam is just weakened and haunted by the memory of this man. You know, like it just seems to just weigh him down. Just his leering, angry face, just like popping back up into his memory at inopportune moments throughout the movie. Just happened to be in the right place at the wrong time. Did you know that Jack Frost's rage filled face screaming no matter what? is a leading cause of impotence for men over the age of 55. I believe it. Okay, so Sheriff Sam has a nice family. There's his wife, Anne, and his uh, slow... Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, there's He's a strange boy. He's got a strange son named Ryan who makes food that can't be eaten and is weird and everyone in town seems to have a bad opinion of him even before bad things happen. One of the first things we see from Ryan is him making really horrible looking oatmeal and then giving it to his dad and just like pouring it into a Ziploc bag. And like the camera stays on it too long, multiple scoops going in. There's like, yeah, yeah. Put in more son. Yeah. 
I mean, did we get any real indication that the the cookies are bad, or is the mother just? They're not cookies. It's 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 just oatmeal. It's not even as good as cookies. Well, no, no, no. He, and yeah, and they are they look really bad. I mean, I don't. Well, know. Well, no, he makes like a little like a. We're talking about the the redhead kid, right? No, he makes cookies later. No, first he makes. Oh, cookies. right, 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 right. Yeah, no, okay. he makes multiple bad-looking things. Yeah, he makes some bad-looking cookies later, but early true, on true. he makes oatmeal. Okay, and that oatmeal is super important, and that's why the camera stays on it for a very long time because it's like you need to know, audience, that this oatmeal is being put into this bag and that the sheriff has it. And then there's a later scene in the movie where the sheriff's like, wow, this oatmeal looks horrible. And he's about to throw it away. And he's like, no, my son made it. And he like takes it back. It's just so you know that he's still got it. Uh, Because that oatmeal will save his life, everybody. Listen, that's, that's called character writing. You write flaws and quirks. Yeah. Traits such as enjoying cooking flaws such as uh, the cooking being bad yeah sure so in town they're having a, a snowman building contest in the suspiciously unsnowy mountain town apparently the director chose fawnskin california because it's way up in the mountains and it's usually really cold and snowy and at the one point when he was up there it was 70 degrees. It was like unseasonably warm. And so there wasn't a flake of snow for the entire film. So they had to just make a bunch of fake snow and foam and other just desperate moves to just kind of look like there's snow. I don't know. I feel like the whole movie, the whole production, everything, it's just plagued with bad luck and just misfortune. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Imagine if it was like one of those like the conqueror situations where like the snow was like asbestos or something. Oh, God, that'd be terrible. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, they're having a snowman building contest. There's this guy named Tommy who's making a girl snowman, and I have a clip of him making a terrible joke. So I will play that for you guys. Here we go. Mr. T, what do you think? It's a um, snow bin. I'm going to call her Cindy (laughs) Snowfall. I think that's very cool. All right. Hey, wait a second. What's the difference between snowmen and snowwomen? Okay, Tom. No, really, what's the difference? Between... I'll see you, Tommy. It's snowballs. Did you get it, Mr. T? It's snowballs. Snowballs, everybody. Classic. Snow testicles. Oh, no, wait, I said it wrong. No, come back. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, so they're making, making these snowmen even though there's no snow. And it looks really fake. They use like potato flakes mm-hmm. to sort of look like snow. It's unfortunate. It's it's just a it's just a sad circumstance that they didn't have any real snow. They should have just done ice sculptures or something. Yeah. As part of the cast, there's a dysfunctional family. It's Jake, his poor wife Sally, and their two children, Billy, the local bully, and Jill, played by Shannon Elizabeth in her first ever role. This is like shortly before she did American Pie playing Nadia, the uh, foreign exchange student. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope you're not too attached to any of these characters because just through random happenstance, something about Billy the bully being a bully gets the attention of the snowman and he kills every single one of those people. The entire family dies. <laughs> just one by one. There's varying degrees of how much each 
family member deserves it. You know, whereas like, I mean, they all do a little bit except for poor wife, Sally, who is like super nice the whole movie and then just dies like the worst of anybody. She dies so bad. So the, the sheriff drove by the accident with his wife when they were driving home, I guess, or not home. I think they were going to go see the execution, but then it was interrupted uh, by the crash. And everyone thinks that Jack Frost is dead. So, you know, he goes home, he goes and checks out the snowman building contest, and then he goes back to work. And at his office, you know, the sheriff's station, he's got a, a secretary named Marla, who kind of looks like Adrian Barbeau. She's maybe one of my favorite characters in this. I think she's pretty great. She chain smokes. She's sarcastic. She loves the way she looks. She casually turns down the local horn dog cops who flirt with her. In short, she's a great character. <laughs> Marla is a good time in my book. Yeah. I mean, the first thing you do, like when you see her, I mean, the sheriff's just like, well, why are you looking so, so down? Did somebody die? And then she holds up a card that just says somebody died. Perfect. Comedy gold, everybody. I don't know if they ever actually say his name, but there's a man named Old Man Harper. He's the, the first victim. You don't get to see the death, which is a shame because it probably would have been cool. And it's an old man sitting in a rocking chair. And he gets his neck broken by Frosty, the serial killer, Jack Frost. Mm -hmm. And then his body is so frozen that it's like frozen stiff. Even though this town is... As warm as can be, this dude is like a, like a popsicle, like a corpsicle. It is pretty rad. So I don't know. How, <laughs> like, how do you think he killed him? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of how a uh, snowman would snap someone's neck. I figured the guy was sitting in the rocking chair, and Jack Frost came from behind, and he just grabbed the head, you know, and just pulled it back real bad, you know, like like with a twist. Like, oh, sure. I don't know. Maybe that's not cool enough. Or maybe he killed him a much cooler way, and then he just put him in the wheelchair. Who's to say? You look real tired, fella. Here, why don't you take a rest? <laughs> There's no footprints. There's no evidence of a struggle. The local police are baffled. You know, they give up almost immediately. They're just like, well, I don't know, whatever. Let's hey. just cover this up. You know, we have a snowman building contest. We need to protect the tourism. He's like the mayor of Jaws. Once again, just covering things up. So that they can, they can get those tourist dollars. Actually, it would be kind of funny if the uh, the old man just got drunk and fell asleep outside. And the uh, the death was just like a real bad set of luck that got the police on high alert before Jack Frost started killing people anyway. Yeah, that would actually be super funny and original. That would, yeah. Oh, that would have been great. She's <laughs> just like, <laughs> son of a bitch, you died right next to me. I don't need this. I don't even know how to be a snowman yet. And, you know, he honestly doesn't, Jack Frost. I mean, you don't watch all of his transformation or, or him acclimating, but he goes and becomes a fully formed snowman in the sheriff's front yard. And when his wife, Anne, goes home with groceries, she sees, like, an unformed snowman just standing out there with, without, like, a face. You know, like, it's, it's just just a blank snowman. And so she goes inside, and Ryan is making those cookies you mentioned, and they also look bad. <laughs> they look fine. And she's just like, why didn't, you, why didn't you finish your snowman? You know, she's just, he's just out there. And he's like, I didn't make a snowman, but now that you've mentioned it, I am really excited to go put a face on that snowman. A fun little detail when he uh, starts doing that. 
is uh, he puts on a little like snowman hand puppet. He does, and he keeps. Yeah, I was so baffled by it, and he keeps checking back to it for reference, as if he has yes. never seen a snowman before. It's like he has no idea what he's doing, <laughs> and he's getting so lost. He's like one eye. Oh, okay, okay, two eyes. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. nose. Yes. Yeah, no, so- I'm not sure. Nose. Yes, nose. Okay, it says nose. All right. Oh, my mom gave me this carrot, but like, what am I supposed to do? Is it like a horn? Oh, okay. It's, it's a nose. penis, of course. <laughs> now, in the Jack Frost family movie, Michael Keaton, when they get to that scene where they're making a snowman together early in the movie, uh-huh. he actually goes to put the, the carrot down low. Uh. And the son has to be like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought you said hose, not nose. <laughs> uh. I watched that Jack Frost as well in preparation for this movie. So I hope you all appreciate my sacrifices. And honestly, I do not have much to say about that movie. It is very 1990s. (laughs) And it is almost as upsetting as this film, even though it's supposed to be a family-friendly affair. Okay, so... Yeah, so, yeah. Ryan just, like... Yeah, he puts on a hand puppet to to consult how to... (laughs) How to make a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two jaunty eyebrows. That's what we need. And so, yeah, he puts on two sticks so that, you know, Jack Frost can have like a meanie man face. Because if he didn't have that, his face would be expressionless. Yeah. And, you know, and that might be scary. <laughs> so, no, you got to have like mean face, you know, like eyebrows. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, he can kind of do the like DreamWorks thing where he like raises one eyebrow and like smirks a bit. Yeah, you got to do the smirk, the knowing smirk. He's making his mouth and then like icicles form and you get this impression that maybe Jack Frost is going to bite off his little hand. But before any of that can happen, Billy the Bully shows up. Billy Metzner. Billy insists that the snowman was built in their sled route. But this is the sheriff of the town's front yard. And this is the son of the sheriff. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what is he doing? Like, yeah. as far as bullying goes, this kid is terrible. Like, he is he is not picking the right fights here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, first off, this is my yard. Second off, it's the sheriff's yard. You know, like, I will get you in trouble. Your ass is grass, Billy. <laughs> Before Ryan can stop him, Billy just lops off the snowman's head. He's like, wow, this is really easy to kill Jack Frost. His head just comes right off. But no, that's not how it works, apparently. <laughs> I mean, later on, there's all these occasions when the head could just fall really easily off, but it only happens this one time. And it's just so that Jack Frost can get really mad about it and petty. And just like, he was like, oh, well, you're going to take my head off? Well, then I'm going to take your head off. <laughs> And he, like, slaps the back of the boy, or it's implied that that happens, because this movie can't afford to show any action scenes. No. So it shows, like, it just shows, like, a a snow arm move, like, all by itself. Yeah. You know, like, it just waves in the air. And then it shows, like, the boy fall over without being struck. And that's one shot. And then there's another shot for the sled coming slowly by, like, not even quick. And you're like, oh, cool, it's going to cut off the kid's head. You know, because it does. But you don't see that either. So then it shows, it shows like a bloodless head flying through the air. And I'm just like, wow, you guys managed to film this in the least interesting way possible. I mean, look, but you know what? The, 
I'm glad I'm glad they tried. Because I mean, they had a tight budget. Why not just toss a head into the air? Yeah. And just call it good. Exactly. Speaking of Jack Frost's weird snow arms, who makes snow arms for a snowman? It sticks or nothing, man. Even the family-friendly Jack Frost movie knew to use sticks. Like, if, if Jack Frost in this movie had stick arms, he would be so much more dangerous. He could have been impaling people and all this weird stuff. Well, you know who had snow arms? Sam the Snowman in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, also Frosty the Snowman, I suppose. Yeah. But, you know who had stick arms? The killer snowman in another movie that I watched that I will now talk about briefly. Okay. It's called There's Snow Escape. Oh my god. It is, let's say, the uh, the low-budget Jack Frost. There's not too much notable about it, but it is kind of fun in that it looks like it, it was filmed by someone's uh, college class or something. Or like a friend group, and somehow ended up on Tubi of all of all places. Of course, it's on Tubi. <laughs> That's where all the terrible movies go to die. Yeah, but that being said, their killer snowman has more articulation and is seen actually killing people in the movie, which is kind of a step up from Jack Frost. Yeah, isn't that sad? Yeah, in this movie, Jack Frost. You see the snowman move eventually, a little bit. He talks a little bit, and sometimes he moves his arm a little bit. But whenever he actually has to do anything, they put him on a board with wheels, and they just push him. He doesn't animate or anything. He's like the least active snowman ever. It's like they just had a stiff statue, and they just brought it everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I will say one part that did uh, actually genuinely make me laugh a bit. There is... A group of kids partying, and one of the ladies is just walking around with like a big half-drunk bottle of Jameson whiskey, and she goes off and gets uh, chopped up by the snowman, because this one, I guess, uses like a hatchet or whatever, and I mean, it's pretty bad. She's just getting like splattered with like some pretty uh, pretty bad fake blood, but uh, as she is dying, she reaches up and takes one last swig of the Jameson before she dies. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, She's that's... committed. Yeah. That's, I guess, my last word on that. All right. You know. I wanted to... Uh, I saw another Killer Snowman movie, so I had to compare and contrast, and... Uh, I'm glad. Unfor yeah. Unfortunately, some... unfortunately, Jack Frost is the, uh, the better offering. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, uh, you know, I just think that's something to keep... Keep in mind, going forward, it could be worse. You know what? I guess that is good to know, because when I was watching this, I was like, this can't be worse. <laughs> Billy Metzner's dad, Jake, shows up. Jake Metzner. And he says, like, oh, no, your boy did it. He killed my he killed my son. And Ryan, you know, he, he denies killing Billy, insisting it was the snowman who pushed him into the, the way of the sled. You know, and just as you compared this movie to another snowman movie, I will now compare it to other movies where kids are framed for murder. <laughs> so, you know, there's a few, and I, I actually like this little like subsection of films for some reason. I have like a weird fascination with it. I mean, the most famous is the original child's play where Andy Barkley is carrying Chucky around for a while. And 
and Chucky keeps like quietly killing people. And then he's smart enough to make it seem like the boy did it. And there's like some serious doubt in the film, even for the audience about whether or not the doll is even alive Mm. up until that gets tiresome. And then the movie's like, okay, you know, the doll's alive. Let's have fun here. And thank God, because there's another movie called Pinocchio's revenge that they never, have you seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not a good one, folks. It's never established whether or not this daughter who gets like a marionette puppet that was once owned by a serial killer. It's never established if she's doing it or if it's the puppet. They have a scene at the end of the movie where like the mom pushes the puppet into like a glass table and the camera goes back to it and it's the little girl laying there, you know, her daughter. Yeah. That's not fun. There's a continuum of like framing kids in horror films, you know, like you can either never tell anyone. There could be an ambiguity forever about whether or not there's a thing. That's not good. But you also don't want to like reveal things right away, kind of like they do in in today's movie, Jack Frost, because they they very briefly toy with this idea. And it just seems like if, if Jack Frost was better at being a killer, he would have gone with that. He's like, oh, yeah. I'll just make it seem like the boy did it, you know? Yeah. Like, I could kill his dad and make it seem like he did it, and he'll be framed for the murder, and then he'll get the chair. I'll get to do everything I want, and I'll ruin this guy's life. That's perfect. But no, he's an idiot, so he doesn't <laughs> go with this at all. I guess you could say Child's Play probably probably handled this better. You know, you do a couple of murders where you're like, I don't know, it could be the kid. And then after a while, you're like, okay, no. It's the supernatural thing. Because that's what makes this exciting. Because otherwise, it's like Pinocchio's Revenge where it's just a dumb doll, you know, and it's never real. Yeah. That's why nobody remembers that movie. Except uh, for apparently us. Yeah. You well, I, I remember it because I uh, I saw it kind of by mistake wanting to see another movie. And I'm trying to think of... Uh, Dolly Dearest? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Fear. Oh, oh, the other weird yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, movie. That's with Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Or no, no, wait, no. I'm thinking of Magic. Never mind. I'm sorry. Or, yeah. Who's, I don't know what the fear is. Uh, <laughs> it's like a bunch of like university students go out to like this retreat and there's like this doll that's supposed to like represent their fears or whatever. Um, oh, wait, the mannequin that was in the, the hot tub? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's another weird movie. Yeah, you know what? We need to do, like, some weird dummy and, and doll movies at some point, because we can go through all of these. Yeah. <laughs> I'll also, like, looking this up, oh, God, uh, yeah, it reminded me of, uh, do you remember that movie Rumpelstiltskin? Oh, that's actually a good one. I can't, like, if you're yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. a Leprechaun-type movie, yeah. yeah, just watch that. That's a good one to, to do with Leprechaun. I mean, it's not like it's a great movie, but it is a good time. Like, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I'll thumbs up Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Hell yeah, I will. It's fun. I like it. So, yeah, as I was saying before, Jack Frost really just doesn't capitalize on the on the stealth aspects of snowman murder. No. You know? I mean, like, I just feel like he's just not really enjoying it. I mean, he, he, he's, he gets pretty good with his powers, but he never does anything in a way that would help him. It's like he reveals himself to everybody like immediately and it just, it just hastens his demise. He could have gone on forever. Mm -hmm. He killed 38 people with no magical powers and now he has magical powers. He should have gotten into the hundreds (laughs) before he got taken down. Jake goes home to his dysfunctional family. They're now in mourning from the loss of Billy the bully who just got beheaded. 
Jake argues with his daughter, Jill. He goes into the backyard to smoke on a big old pipe. And Jack Frost, the snowman, is there. Jack asks Jake for a smoke. He's like, hey, you got a, you got a cigarette. And at first, Jake doesn't know who is speaking, so he picks up an axe to go investigate. When Jake gets close to the snowman, it pulls the axe out of his hands and somehow crams it down his throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is about the only way that I wouldn't have imagined that you'd kill someone with an axe. Uh, it's a fun idea, though. It is a fun idea. It doesn't do, like, a distended throat, you know, there's no, like, coughing up blood or struggling or any of it, or, like, watching it get forced in. It's already in there. It's it's a disappointing version of what they're doing here, but it is interesting, I guess. Yeah. It's also unambiguously, like, a weird murder, which is a shame. <laughs> you know, I mean, the cops still refuse to think much of it later on, you know, when they're investigating the, the pile of dead bodies that Jack Frost soon leaves in his wake around here. If he had made him just die in a more quiet way, you know, <laughs> he could have just held him down until he died of exposure and be like, oh, I guess you fell asleep outside and you died. Uh, you know, I actually, I'm going to throw out a uh, an idea here. You know, not not to explain things, but just to maybe get get you thinking about it. Would it really matter if you get caught? If you're a snowman killer? Well, hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, because there doesn't seem to be any consequences. Because, you know, he's able to melt and reform himself at will, so I guess they could do whatever they wanted to him, and it wouldn't much matter. He's essentially immortal now. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe he's approaching things with that way of thinking in mind. A longer view. Yeah. So, yeah, Jack Frost kills Jake with the axe, like forces it down his throat. And then from the profane recesses of Jack Frost's mind, he comes up with a truly crushing one-liner. I only axed you for a smoke. <laughs> Stupendous. How, Bravo. How do they come up with it? A tour de force of a performance. I, uh, not since, not since Freddy Krueger has a killer so effortlessly transitioned into a supernatural killer. At one point I did briefly glance over the other movies this guy has written, and the idea of watching a, like, murder mystery or crime drama written by this guy yeah. seems like a nightmare scenario. Yeah, because the procedural aspects of this are... Well, they're somewhat wanting. Yeah. Let's be real here, folks. So all that leaves now is Jill and and Sally. I think Jill left in disgust after arguing with her dad. So Sally's in the house by herself. And I forgot to write down her lines, but Sally has been very sweet with everyone the whole time and just trying to make amends and, and keep everyone together as a family, even in spite of their son's death, like just hours before. <laughs> You know, she's like, hey, can we put up Christmas lights? He's like, our son just died. I, I know, I just, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to make two. She seems very sweet, and she's performed by a very sweet-looking lady named Kelly Jean Peters. And she dies a really, <laughs> really bad death. Just, just, just moments from now. Um, yeah, so Jack... Probably my favorite uh, kill scene in the movie. It's the most creative kill. 
it's the most brutal kill and the most mean spirited. And I mean, I do like all of it. And I don't know, I guess in another movie, I might've tolerated it because it's just, she didn't deserve it, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just happenstance that he just happens to be there. So he's like, you know what? I guess I'll kill her too. And I'm going to make it kind of fun. <laughs> you know, why not? Jack Frost melts under the door. Yeah, I guess he can just do it at will. Heat himself up and then cool himself off because he's able to reform on the other side. And he surprises Jake's poor, sweet, well-meaning wife, Sally, and gives her a real brutal and festive kill. He strangles her with Christmas lights. He he crushes glass bulb <laughs> ornaments in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. He plunges her face into a box of glass ornaments twice. It's like a fun little puppet of like the back of her head. Or I don't know what it is, some kind of an appliance. And they keep like shoving it back into the box. Like, argh, argh. And I don't know whether or not that kills her, but then he forces a, a lit Christmas tree star, like, you know, that you top a Christmas tree with. He just forces it into her head. And then he just crucifies her basically on the tree, he just ties up her bloody body and just garlands it with decorations. It makes it like, you know, it makes it nice. Mm-hmm. In a previous scene, she said that she always dreamed of being the, the angel on a Christmas tree. And now she will be forever. <laughs> I mean, that's just good screenwriting. It's cyclical, you know? Yeah. It's full circle. The cops come look at her and Jake's body, both of these things, these strange kills, and they're just totally baffled by the lack of evidence once again. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was the key was in the guy's pocket and the, and the door was locked and, uh, and there's just water all over the floor. Like, I just don't get it, guys. I think we just go home. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's this general store guy who's like wandering around earlier and he, you know, he keeps offering a 20% discount to everyone. It's one of the only lines he's given in the film. He's just like, oh, yeah, 20% discount on whatever it is you're trying to buy. Mm -hmm. And he was dropping off some salt over at the sheriff's office or actually at his house. He was he's dropping off salt at the sheriff's house. And then he goes over to the Metzner house, I guess, with their own salt. And he comes in just in time to see... Jack Frost finishing up his kill with Sally, you know, like already trussed up in the tree mm -hmm. and he just loses his mind and just runs away. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to do against a snowman? Hit it. Throw snowman could deal with this. Throw a bag full of salt pellets at it. Yeah. The thing he has in his hands. Yeah. No, he... <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> That would have been great if he accidentally spilled it all over him and just killed him. <laughs> yeah. I got you now, you mother. Oh, what's happening? No. <laughs> Foiled again. So the, the cops make slow time investigating the mounting body count. And uh, we finally get the, the creepy FBI guy showing up, you know, cause a movie like this, it's got to have that. So there's, there's agent manners. Who's like a creepy dude in a, in a turtleneck. It shows you that he's kind of like a, a prissy pants. And then there's, uh, what was the other guy's name? Agent Stone, who's just like a geneticist. He's the one who secretly developed this genetic technology. Some kind of an acid. They explain it later. And it's like, it's this cockamamie scheme to avert a nuclear holocaust by hiding human DNA in acid so that it can be reconstituted later. But then just like inadvertently... It somehow also dissolves the human soul 
It's like the human soul is a chemical and it mixes with the DNA and it becomes a fluid and the fluid can combine with something. There are some compelling ideas being thrown around here and I think it's easy to dismiss this movie for its lack of budget, but uh, I mean, I think you'll uh, find that there were similar ideas explored in, uh, for example, the Assassin's Creed series of video games. Oh my god. I guess that's <laughs> technically true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all very bizarre. And yeah, I don't know how any of that would work. But it, it just adds that annoying element where the FBI keeps trying to cover up everything that's happening and the geneticist has to be like super obsessed with him and be like, he's beautiful, don't hurt him. You know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You've seen this happen once in a movie, you've seen it a thousand times. They're all they're all kind of the same. Yeah. Then, I think his name is Paul Devereaux, the, the general store guy. He's like just, yeah, he's just lost his mind. And he draws attention to himself out in the town square because he's destroying snowmen. He thinks they're all evil now, you know, now that he's seen one kill somebody. I mean, I guess I can't blame him. Oh, yeah. At one point, someone says, what the hell is eating him? And then someone else says, clearly not his girlfriend. <laughs> that's, that's, kinda, that's the kind of writing we're dealing with here. So they arrest him. And then Deputy Chris Pullman goes to investigate alone. I'm not even sure what he's investigating. I think he's going to the crime scene. Whatever. He's just driving somewhere. He doesn't get where he's going. Because he's held up in the road by Jack Frost holding a stop sign. But once again, Jack Frost doesn't move. You know, he's just standing there with, with like a, just a motionless stop sign in his hands. Mm-hmm. The guy gets out. He's like, oh, some joker put a snowman in the road. So he just goes to shovel it. But when he gets back from the trunk, it's melted. He's like, huh, that's weird. I guess I'll put this back. And then he goes back to the trunk. And then like instantaneously, the snowman reconstitutes himself inside of the car. Like he just jumps up, I guess, as a liquid mm. and reforms himself and then is able to put the car into gear really fast without the guy being able to get out <laughs> of the way. But the car moves really slow because they couldn't afford to do any of this well. Yeah. So then the car just like slowly backs over him, but it, they couldn't afford to show the body being crushed. So you just see like the car kind of go up a little bit and then, you know, and then he just drives over him one more time. And he's like, yeah, I guess that's good. You know, and then he just drives away. Now Jack Frost has a car. Back at Sam Tyler's home, we get a, a fake out where a leak in the sink could have been Jack Frost. But no, it's just a leak in the sink. Mm. You know, the weird thing is, is the, the Jack Frost movie that is family friendly, it also has a leaky sink scene, you know? And I, I don't know. I thought of this movie when I was watching that one, where I'm just like, oh, it could be Jack Frost <laughs> under your sink. <laughs> Watching Jack Frost. This is just like that Jack Frost movie. Yeah, I was trying to come up with a line because I think there is a description of both movies that for a while is identical. A man named Jack Frost gets into a car accident up on a snowy mountainous road. (laughs) His spirit is forced into the body of a snowman. So, I mean, yeah, which movie am I talking about? Dang, yeah. That could be like Jack Frost or Jack Frost. They're both very driven individuals. <laughs> one for music, one for murder. Mm-hmm. Or like that one movie where that, that husband dies and gets reincarnated as a dog. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bad movies with like killers going into other bodies and stuff, maybe we should have watched The Ginger Dead Man with the 
the hell's his name? Gary Busey. Gary Busey, yes. So I watched one of those semi-recently, and uh, okay, I don't think they're entertaining enough. Okay. They're kind of boring. Kind of a Jack Frost film, you'd say. Uh, oh, I think I'd probably rate this higher. Oh, really? Okay. Strong words. Strong words from Jacob, everybody. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen the others. Maybe Gingerbread Man versus Evil Bong is Ginger like... Dead Man, Jacob, get it right. I said Ginger Dead Man. You said Ginger... Right. Roll it back. You know, People will know. This. I've been leaving this in. Okay. <laughs> we'll let the audience decide. Yeah, that I'm right. Anyway... So after that fake out in the sink, you know, where there was a leak and it wasn't Jack Frost, Joe and Ann head out. It's Officer Joe, so I guess he's just one of the cops. I forget if this one dies or not. A whole bunch of these cops die later. And uh, Shannon Elizabeth, you know, played Jill Metzner, the last surviving member of the family. She and Tommy sneak into the Tyler residence while everyone's gone for some revenge sex. I mean, this is after she learned that her brother is dead, and then she left. But I don't think she knows yet that her parents have died. So then she's sneaking off, I guess, to blow off some steam. You know, maybe that's the, you know, I don't know. We all cope differently, I think, you know, with our grief. So sure, who am I to judge? Also, maybe they just couldn't afford to be in another location. So there's like, all right, we'll just reuse this house again. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth, I'm just going to keep calling her that. Her name is Jill in the movie, but whatever, who cares? She and Tommy, they grab some wine and then they strip off clothes. And it's actually the other like really funny sequence in this movie, or at least really creative sequence. I really like that sequence at the very beginning where you see the the names on the ornaments. Mm -hmm. And then the only other sequence I genuinely like is this weird brief part where they're taking off clothing and they have like 10 layers of clothes and it just keeps going on and on. Because it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. Even after they strip for the longest time, they just get down to, like, long johns. Yeah, we're almost there. Oh, yeah, I don't think they have the wine yet, because uh, Shannon and Elizabeth sends him to go get it. He's like, eh, listen, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything unless, unless we got some wine and some stuff going on and, like, a, like a bath or whatever. And he's like, oh, of course. So he goes into the kitchen, and he, he gets wine... And he puts ice in it, which, I mean, I've heard that other people do this, but it, this just seems real weird to me. Yeah, I don't like that. I've never seen someone put ice in wine. This just seems blasphemous somehow. It seems weird. Yeah, and that's literally what I wrote. Seems weird. <laughs> so Shannon Elizabeth goes to freshen up, and she blow dries her hair and, and combs it. Like, not in her house. <laughs> and then she goes to take a bath. I don't understand. Maybe she was drying off her hair because it was cold outside. And maybe there was, you know, maybe there was melted snow. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to freshen up. But then she's like, oh, wait a minute. I was going to take a bath in someone else's house while they're gone. 
and she just walks into the bathroom and the, the water's already drawn. She's like, oh, you set up a bath for me. And I don't think she did because it is, you know, later on, this is a horrible snowman ambush. But later they show a trickle of water go into the water. So I don't think he's in it yet. You know, Jack Frost in his melted form. So I guess Jack Frost somehow snuck inside and he drew the bath, but it's not him. It's just water. And then later he goes into it. Yeah. Or maybe he can like, oh God, this is there are like all sorts of weird implications. Maybe he could like become multiple snow people, but doesn't. Yeah. Well, they kind of do that in the sequel. Just Oh, that's true. Spoil, yeah. spoil that a little bit. Yeah. He makes like little baby snowmen. Yeah. This stuff with Shannon Elizabeth hasn't happened quite yet because first Tommy has to get harassed by Frosty the Killer Man. Tommy grabs an ice pick when he sees someone outside and then Jack Frost just comes in through the door. Even though he could melt under the door, he just comes through the door. He's like, all right, it's me. Well, it ain't fucking Frosty. I mean... Oh, these lines. Well, okay, I, I will say that is one of the funnier lines in the movie. Yeah. Although he does then follow it up with, I'm the world's most pissed off snow cone. Yeah. And here's the thing. Tommy tries to kill him with the ice pick. Doesn't work. You know, he's made of snow. Why would it work? And then Tommy tries to run. And and then Jack Frost kills him by expelling icicles out of his body and into Tommy. And, you know, I just have to point this out to everybody. I mean, I've been mocking his style and his killing methods, and his lack of stealth this whole movie. But that ability to cast icicles out of your body, that is just, that's a game changer. Like, that is, like, the best power he could possibly have. Yeah. He only uses it one more time later in the movie in a way that doesn't work at all. This is the only time he uses it properly to impale people long distance. But, I mean, it kind of has to work like that, because, I mean, imagine how unfair that would be. Like, I mean, it's like with, like, serial killer movies. You can't have the guy go running around with a shotgun blowing people away, because that makes things too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, how we were talking earlier about how, or at least I w would have almost wanted to have written a better snowman movie. Mm -hmm. Or at least countenanced the idea of one. And you could... I could totally imagine a movie where a snowman keeps silently stalking someone and, you know, and you don't even always see it, but then people would be like walking through the woods or they're going through their house or something or somewhere nearby and they just hear like a thud and then you just look down near you somewhere and there's just like an icicle embedded in the wood near you. Mm -hmm. Oh, where is he? Where is the snowman? You know what I mean? And you look <laughs> around and you can't see him anywhere. So that'd be awesome. So you basically want to make predator, but with a snowman. Yeah. Yeah. A snow predator. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not against the idea. Yeah. And later on he takes off his head and you know, he's it's like an alien underneath with like mandibles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, uh, also like while I'm thinking about, it, yes, I am aware of that movie prowler where there's the like old, like slasher serial killer and he does use a gun, but you know, most of the time, they don't use guns. Yeah, most of the times, yeah, it just, it doesn't, cinematically, it doesn't look very good. That's probably why nobody's really done that. Um, who was the, the real serial killer who would just shoot people? Was it, like, Son of Sam or the Zodiac uh, Killer? I can't remember. Z okay. Well, I mean, the Zodiac Killer used a, a gun. I can't, I can't recall what uh, Son of Sam's deal was. 
I, I think he was, I thought he was the guy in New York who was like shooting people in their cars. Like he would just walk by and shoot them and just walk away. Oh, I mean, that's he, just, just not very cinematic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But icicles though. That's oh, pretty yeah. cool. Tommy dies. He gets two icicles and you know, and he dies of it. And then Shannon Elizabeth takes a bath, not in her house after she dried her hair. And the bath becomes Jack Frost. And then Jack Frost sexes her to death. Now, so the defense was that this was not filmed as a, uh, like a, a, a rape scene, but what, yes. what else, what, what, I mean, what else could it have been? Okay. So originally it was just going to be that she would get, she's showering or not showering. She's bathing. And Jack Frost would, you know, manifest around her and she'd be stuck. And then he would just crush her. He would just be ramming her until her ribs are crushed and she just dies. Okay. Um, and then they realized while they were filming the scene that the nose, the carrot nose fell off of his face. It was actually a mistake. They just broke his face on the snowman costume. Oh, sure. And then in post, the editor was looking at it and was like, this kind of looks like they're having sex, you know, and he just brought it up with the director, you know, Michael Cooney. He was just like, Hey, um, we could just do a little bit of stuff in post and just make it seem like it was on purpose. You know, like I think they later filmed the scene where you see like the carrot surface out of the water. At least I think oh, positive. Yeah. Yeah. And then also they in post, they did that part where, uh, oh, God, I hate having this. <laughs> I really do. Jack Frost says, Give me a second. This is hard to say because it's so horrible. Okay, okay. Jack Frost says Christmas came a little early this year. Uh, Jesus Which, Christ movie. Also, you know, we don't have to linger on this too much more, but does that yes. imply that one, that Jack Frost can ejaculate, and two, that uh, he uh, prematurely ejaculated? Maybe. I... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he was just being sarcastic. <laughs> so, yeah, she dies a terrible death, and I feel really bad for Shannon Elizabeth. This was her first movie, and then she went on to do American Pie, and I just feel like all these movies where they took advantage of her good cheer, you know, like, <laughs> may have ended her, her career a little early. I, I mean, I don't know if that's true. Um, I looked her up about what she did after the fact, and she became like, um, in you know, in the last 20 years, she's like an animal rights activist. And then she actually spent a, uh, a good deal of time as a poker player. She would actually go to serious nationwide championships and play against like world class poker players. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, good for you, Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. I mean, uh... you survived Jack Frost. I mean, not in the movie, but, you know. Mm hmm. I mean, she's and yeah. Been... You know what? I apologize for this scene. I mean, it has nothing to do with me, but <laughs> we are covering it. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I hate the scene, and it drags down the whole movie for me. And it's like a stain on a lot of horror films is that they they think they can do that, that it's okay. Um, and I also hate that it probably gave this movie a little more success for a while. People really remember the movie for that scene. That's a, that's about all I want to say about that. I mean, that's pretty wild. I mean, I'm not to defend it. I'm just saying that I'm not going to blame people for being like, 
have you seen the movie where the uh, the lady uh, gets uh, raped by a snowman? That that's nuts. Anyway, <laughs> back at the police station, the FBI guy and the geneticist are still there. The geneticist says conventional weapons won't work against the specimen. Jack Frost arrives and gets shot to no avail. I mean, he just said it doesn't work, and then it didn't work. They hide inside, and Frost melts under the door. And then Sam, the sheriff, holds him at bay with a, a hairdryer that's plugged into the wall until it gets unplugged. So then they go hide in the jailhouse area. I don't know what we call it. You know, like the jail for the sheriff's office. And Paul Devereaux, the, the general store guy, is still in there. And now, you know, he's, he's presumed innocent. You know, he was attacking snowmen earlier, but they're like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. So they let him out. Mm-hmm. Then they fill the whole area with bug bombs, I guess, to blow up Jack Frost. They crawl out the window after, like, an extended sequence that isn't very exciting. And then they <laughs> blow up. They, they just blow up the whole sheriff's office. But they can't show that, you know, they don't really have the money for that either. So they just kind of like show a few like flame shots in various places. Yeah. And it's implied that the sheriff's office has exploded in flame. Sure. And, you know, Jack Frost melts again, you know, but we've already established that it doesn't work. So it doesn't really have a lot of impact in the story. You're like, well, okay. I mean, he already, he melts at will. So what does it matter if he melts here or not? Mm Mm-hmm. Then Jack Frost reforms on the outside and everyone just runs in every direction. Sam, the FBI agent, uh, Manners, and and the geneticist, you know, Agent Stone, go run somewhere. Yeah, okay, uh, things fall apart for me a little bit at this point in the movie because like, <laughs> there's not a lot of establishing shots. So, like, I know that they run to buildings. I don't always know which building, and I, I apologize for that. I know it's, it's unprofessional that... Essentially, my attention started to just wane after, like, <laughs> being reconfronted with the horrible rape scene. I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and now they're in another building. Oh, yeah. While they're holed up, the geneticist has time to finally have that weird conversation about how this is, like, next-level genetic research. And how, inexplicably, Jack Frost's DNA and soul were able to... You know, fuse with the snow. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Way at the beginning, when Jack Frost melted into the snow, there was a cartoon sequence, an animated sequence, where the blood cells of Jack Frost's blood get fused with snow. And, like, I don't know. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I wish there had been more of that. It reminded me of, like, the DNA sequence from, like, Jurassic Park or something. Anyway, once again, Jack Frost follows them eventually. And the FBI guy, the geneticist, Sam, the general store guy, you know, Paul Devereaux, mm-hmm. and like some other townsfolk heard Jack Frost with hair dryers into a boiler, <laughs> down into a boiler room and then into a boiler. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure this will finish him. I mean, melting him has worked so well before, so let's just do it again. <laughs> I feel like they didn't think that one through a lot. Uh, oh, also, uh... Great momentary shot of the uh, the priest waving a hairdryer like a uh, crucifix. Yeah. There it's, is a priest character. Yeah. And I didn't say anything about him because he doesn't do anything about uh, him. No. Father Branna, played by Charles C. Stevenson Jr. 
He's just a townsfolk guy. He he says a few lines in the movie. He doesn't really do anything. So, you know, just so son Ryan seems super glad to pin Billy's death on the snowman. Like as soon as everyone knows that there's a snowman, he's like, I told you I didn't kill Billy. There's something about Ryan that is just off to me. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he is touched by the devil because we find out later that Ryan put antifreeze in his dad's oatmeal like he was trying to kill his dad and he would have gotten away with it too if not for the meddling snowman maybe he was mad at jack frost for messing up his plan he's like i was gonna bump off my dad and then he made it seem like i killed billy the bully ruined my plans that'd be a fun one those like monster versus monster movies always end up bad yeah but i, I think there's there could be something to that a weird serial killer versus supernatural serial killer. Listen, I was just trying to conduct my normal business, and then you had to just bring your weird crap in here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The kid's weird. And I don't know if he's supposed to be, like, special or just, like, a homeschooled kid. You know, like, maybe he just doesn't know how the world works. Or he's so naive about cooking that he thinks he could put antifreeze in oatmeal and that would ever be okay. You know, later on he's just like, oh, I thought it would help dad stay warm. No, it would help dad stay dead. See, I almost feel like the character was intended to be younger than the actor was. Probably. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Okay, so the FBI guy, you know, Agent Manners and, and the geneticist, Agent Stone. They go hang out around the boiler room and sort of congratulate themselves on a job well done. And then they notice that the liquid from, from Jack Frost has condensed on the ceiling. And then it resolidifies as a snowman. And then he grows big, crazy icicle teeth. And then he seemingly kills Manners and an Agent Stone. However, I found out later that there is a sequel and Agent Manners is in it. So I guess maybe he didn't die. I don't know. In case anyone's curious, Jack Frost kills uh, six or seven people in this movie. So, you know, like he's not super prolific. It's an, it's an okay start, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, he does use the, uh, the ice skull teeth, which is very fun. Yeah, it's a cool puppet. It's one of the only times they're not using the, the terrible regular snowman puppet. Yeah body or whatever it's just like a big head with like crazy ice teeth and it like it chews up agent manor's face and then it also attacks stone mm -hmm. and it looks really cool and i wish they would have used it more but they don't as far as i know that's it and you know and so then we just get the next scene outside and the geneticist's body just walks outside like he's dead but jack frost has learned a new power and he's able to just possess people like with you know the liquid being in their body so he can just walk around and then he just vomits himself up onto the sidewalk. Uh, like, you if, know, if you can that, take your blood and like use it against you, that would be a very insidious and effective way of killing like anybody. Oh yeah. But also, you know, that's a, it's a fun little sequence. And, uh, yes, it's a shame. Nobody remembers that the guy vomiting up a whole snowman, because that's also a very fun, silly idea. It is actually. Yeah. And I wish there was more of this weirdness, this kind of creative, bizarre stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, as uh, Jack Frost reveals that he came out of this now dead man's body, he says, don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that would have been funny if there was some sort of relevant context, maybe. Something. 
anything. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things where it feels like they had lines in mind, but no way to figure out how to organically work them into the movie. Yeah, a lot of things aren't properly incorporated, and it seems like Jack Frost is really good at learning all these new powers and then just not using them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sam and Ryan flee into a cop car. Jack Frost melts and reforms inside the car. They throw Ryan's oatmeal on Jack Frost, and he seems genuinely damaged because Ryan had put antifreeze in the oatmeal, and Sam, the sheriff, had, through sympathy or whatever, had decided to keep the horrible-looking oatmeal. It's like, oh, this looks really bad, but yeah, why not? So it's just it's a heartwarming tale. It's like that, that episode of, of Batman the Animated Series where Mr. Freeze is defeated when... When Batman uses some some chicken soup that was it was intended for him because he was fighting a cold. Yeah, like, I get it. You fight it's it's a cold and, and, and Mister Freeze is cold. No, I yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, I don't know. It's almost heartwarming. Like it's almost a good idea. I wish it was just regular oatmeal or yeah, or it was just soup or something. But, you know, they needed something unique because as soon as they know that antifreeze genuinely hurts him, and it seems like it does, it's like it, it seems like it degenerates the snow somehow. And then, and then there's just like flesh, some kind of weird pulpy mass that arises on the side of his, of his lumpy snowman head, you know, where he got <laughs> hit by the, uh, the antifreeze. So it's like, oh yeah, well we can just kill him with this. Then Jack Frost chases Sam, the sheriff. And in the meantime, Sam has Paul Devereaux, the the general store guy, dump a whole bunch of antifreeze into the back of a truck. They're setting a trap. And then, you know, we get the final dramatic fight between Sam the Sheriff, who's been traumatized by this man for years. Now he's come back in supernatural form. And, you know, and then he just, the snowman, you know, Jack Frost, he doesn't seem like, he doesn't seem to be taking it very seriously. He's just kind of having a good time. I mean, I think that's, the best way to approach stuff like this. Well, let's let's let the audience decide. I, I've recorded this scene as well, so let's, let's let's play this for everybody. All right. Make up your own minds. Cavalry asshole. Yeah! 
I'm really looking forward to your wife, Dead Man. They really like put the nail in the coffin for the character. You're like, wow. <laughs> You're really gross, Jack Frost. The sheriff, he pretends to be dead. Like he gets like a, an icicle in the chest. He's getting kind of stabbed in slow motion and Jack Frost is kind of celebrating. It's a very annoying character. <laughs> the way he's played. He's pretty unbearable by the end of it. And you know, and I guess he's just playing dead. So then, the, you know, the sheriff perks up when he hears that the, the, the truck's in place. And he's like, all right, time to push you out the window. And they really did push the snowman out that window. That was actually a good stunt. And apparently they did it all in one take. So they really did that. They threw a dude hugging a snowman out a window and plunged it into a truck. The one good stunt in the whole movie. <laughs> and then he's just like submerged in all this this antifreeze and and then he melts and dies and then his arm is separate and it attacks Ryan and then they they dunk Ryan in the antifreeze you know the, to melt the arm and then he's really dead mm -hmm. Jack Frost is melted he's never coming back never ever they collect his watery remains in a jug and they bury it out in the graveyard like a regular human but <laughs> under the earth a jug bubbles with evil green light. Oh my god. And yeah, that's the movie, everybody. That is Jack Frost. The heartwarming story of a serial killer snowman who just wanted to bring light and joy to a small mountain town. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of a tragedy. It's a tragedy for somebody, anyway. It's a tragedy for all of us. <laughs> the credits have someone named Idiot in them. <laughs> and then there's a lot of really weird phrases just interspersed. Did you read any of those? Any of the weird things uh, they said? I didn't know there were as weird things to look at, so I, uh, I kind of skipped the credits. You abruptly turned it off in disgust, as you did. <laughs> there is a lot of weird phrases, so let me see if I can see. I wrote them down. So here we go. This is probably in order, but then again, you know, who knows? I think I just lifted this off of IMDb. So, okay, so, oh no, I feel like a caboose. Mongo-like movie. Don't eat yellow snow. It's page 60 and there's not a single morph. Roundy round. Maybe it will snow tomorrow. Say, who was that behind door number three? Where's the carrot in the bath scene? So even they, you know, knew about how weird that was. Mm. The thing about snowmen is that they don't really have arms. How many times did you spot idiot? So I guess that's the cast member named idiot. Does anybody have a 20 on Yolanda? Is the soup ready yet? You want a B12? Can I have fries with that? Special thanks to Act of Nature, Flash Flood, No Snow, High Winds. It's just, just like railing against the forces, you know, that just ruined his film. Uh, I mean, like, for a moment there, I kind of glazed over, and you know what this reminds me of is old PC game cheat codes when you bring up the command console and you didn't, like type in something like, I want pizza now. Yeah. And you'd like. <laughs> All, all you get some like power to us, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or unite the clans to become unkillable. 
Sure. Or is it maybe that was auto winning in Warcraft? I think I think that was auto win. Oh yeah, there's two more. Uh, all credit cards provided by the director, and a worst joke told by Sam Hill. And yeah, that's that's the movie. So what'd you think, Jacob? Uh, you know, there's a lot there that you could. It's kind of bad as is, but I don't know. I feel like. I mean, I, I guess maybe not to make it to, like, critters or tremors, but maybe they should have had multiple snowmen and they should have had the townsfolk get into it or something. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things I, I might have done. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's but, a big long list in my mind of things I would have well, done. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot you could have done with this that they just didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this has 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. 6%. Yeah, it seems about right. Yeah, it used to be 8%. Uh, I checked some other things. And, like, and in the last couple of years, it's crept down by a few more reviews. <laughs> as new people watch it. Uh, it's got 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So, I don't know. Do you want me to, do you want me to give my, my rating first? I feel like I usually have you do your rating, you know, one out of ten, or not one out of ten. I mean, up to ten. Uh, oh. You know, our, our scale of how much we like the movie or how much it was a success. It's kind of just by whatever metric you like at this point. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, broadly speaking, uh, I'll say four out of ten. Hmm. Okay. I give it a two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. it's only 90 minutes but it feels so much longer than that that's true it goes on for so long and you know i don't know i mean i know they didn't have a lot of money and i know things didn't work out and you're know, just trying to make the best of things and i see some sparks of joy in this but i think it's a little too mean-spirited and i think i just i keep going back to how how lifeless i felt after the movie was over you know <laughs> See, I don't mind a movie being mean-spirited. I don't know, sometimes I, uh Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, context matters, but uh, it's just, they did what they did, you know, or with what they had. They did what they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they did, they did what they did. That's a good way but, to put it. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Fun concept, a uh, couple of neat ideas. They just, uh, I don't know, they should have... Should have had more scenes that were good. <laughs> they had some like good stuff at the end. It's like, why not make the, the whole movie good? I don't know. Oh. I guess I'm not like a director, so I'm not an expert here, but Alright. <laughs> Just for the record, everybody, that is the lowest score I believe I've ever given to anything. <laughs> I think I probably rated this lower than the rake. I would have to go double check. But yeah, uh, oh, I yeah. think I like the I think I like the rake better than uh, than this. I'm not sure. I'm a little torn because they're they're both rather unpleasant. Um. Yeah. I mean, I had more fun with the rake. Okay. So yeah, watch that one or the watch. Well, listen to that one. If uh, yeah. yeah, if you if you like listening to us suffer through a bad one, we, you know we do those every now and then. Sometimes we just do it in the name of Christmas. You know, we just yeah. Just, so no one else has to. So now you know, you know, now you know what the movie's like. 
what was the last like good movie we did? Because I, I feel like we like we've skewed heavily. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I, I struggle to remember. No, I well, I don't know. I, I find good things in most movies. You know, I think we're both a bit optimistic about about our outlooks. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I thought Jennifer's body was pretty good. I like those horror shorts we did on Halloween. Oh, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, yeah, fair enough. And spoiler alert yeah. for the movie we're doing next. Probably like that one, too. I got some good stuff in store for you guys, you know. And we still have more things back in the hopper. We recorded en masse during the pandemic, and we just you know, <laughs> just slowly just putting it out during the slow months. Yeah. We got plenty more waiting, just, just raring to go. So now... My dear friends and loved ones, we come to our favorite game, relevant or not relevant, <sighs> previously known as the IMDb keyword trivia game. Yeah, I'm, I'm dreading this one. Okay. IMDb allows users to submit keywords and phrases that they think are associated with the movie. Sometimes it's about what kinds of scenes occur. Sometimes it's about who kisses who, what sort of action happens. Or whether or not a miniskirt is worn by any of the major players. It's a free-for-all, really. In total for this movie, Jack Frost, there were 67 keywords and phrases submitted in IMDb. From that, I have made a list of 20. Some of them were upvoted by other visitors to the site for being the most relevant. Others are my choices. The game is figuring out which are the most relevant to our fellow horror movie travelers and which... Or not. Oh yeah. Also note that I have not tampered with the upvotes and that I have included every single phrase upvoted by at least one person as relevant. So all of the relevance are going to be in this list. I'm not going to like omit a relevant. Okay. I just fill in the gaps with my own choices when there's less than 20. Mm. Also, I'm not reading these in any particular order other than comedic value. So are you re ready, Jacob? Uh, yes. Happy Christmas, then. Why do you, why do you say it like that? Now you have me worried. Okay, so, All right. first one. Murder. Relevant or not relevant? I, I would say relevant. It is relevant. One out of one people's peoples found this relevant. By the way, I think that is the maximum. So it's either one other person found it relevant or nobody did. It's one or the other. It's very binary on Jack Frost. All right. Reference to Oprah Winfrey. Uh, no? What, 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 uh, yeah, I can't recall a reference. So I guess I have to go with no. It's not relevant. Um, I do remember the scene. I forgot to bring it up. But it's, it's funny out of context. Um, so when Jake Metzner is yelling at his wife after the death of their son, or maybe it's Jill. Anyway, when someone's arguing with Jake, he says, if I wanted philosophy, I'd go watch Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. And no, that's not relevant. I just think it's no. very funny that somebody remembered that and brought it up. It's like, oh, well, that's important. Everyone, yeah. you know, everyone else is just like, nah. That's the, well. That's the thing about these is you never know when there's like, going to be some weirdo who's 
going through like, like you know, I you know what I love? I love movies with Oprah references. Sure. And so they oh, like, yeah. they'll see that and they'll be like, you know, what? yeah, that is relevant. Thank you. I, I I will watch Jack Frost. Thank you. I'll watch it just for that. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of weird things to get excited about, uh, character name as title. Uh, I relevant or not relevant? I mean, yes, it is, and I'll be mad if nobody found that relevant. Yeah, it is relevant. One out of one. Okay. So somebody was like, yes, yes, Jack Frost is his name. <laughs> it's also Michael Keaton's name in his movie. They are both named Jack Frost. At least in that movie, Michael Keaton, as his character, is just like, is it because I'm named Jack Frost? I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> way to way to underline it pal so similarly here's here's the next one uh two word title relevant or not relevant uh i it is relevant but i don't think anyone's gonna go for that i don't think anyone did that it actually is relevant okay all right i'll uh take that loss so uh next one Bloody body of child. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I guess the um, the bully, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone would have gone through to find that relevant. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. No, and it's not a very bloody body of a child. I mean, as well, far yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As far it's, as bloody yeah. child bodies go, it is surprisingly low on moisture. Not relevant. No. Okay, next. Killed with an axe. Uh, I gotta go with yeah. Yes, people found that relevant. Alright, now here's the <laughs> next one. Murdered with an axe. Uh, I guess if you're, yeah. I'll... Uh, no, this oh. one's not relevant. This is my submission. Because okay. I, I found both and <laughs> no. I, I thought I had made a mistake. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why did you care about one but not the other? Okay, so here, you know I had to bring it up. So here's the, here's the one, raped by a monster. Relevant uh, see, or I, not relevant? See, I hate the fact that I know that is relevant. <laughs> it is, unfortunately. I mean, you know. <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> genetic, relevant or not relevant? Sorry, what was that? Genetic. Oh, uh, sure. Yes, one okay. out of one found that relevant. Alright. Holiday horror, relevant or not? Uh, yeah. No. Eh. I feel like there's a big drop off on this one where a lot of the lower ones didn't get any love at all. Next, Bah Humbug. Uh, no. No, I don't know why this is here. And that's why I put it in. I'm just like, what is, what is this doing here? <laughs> he doesn't even say that. I don't think anyone does. I could be wrong. I'm prepared to be wrong if I am. Okay, uh, female rear nudity. Relevant or not? Uh, see, that's, okay. Yes, and I know because there are people... There are perverts who look at these like IMDb things, and yeah. they're 
looking for like yeah so that's my logic is i will generally say it's relevant if it's something if it sounds like a pervert wrote it then yes yeah 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 probably relevant and yes unfortunately you're correct <laughs> one out of one giant snowball no yeah I, I forgot to mention it i forget when it happens but um jack frost becomes a giant snowball to knock down a door and it's actually not a bad scene i think it's no, near the end yeah. when he's going to attack the sheriff or something yeah but yeah no it's not relevant gore g-o-r-e gore uh, sure well, yes it is relevant thank god <laughs> i think the stars above yeah they found that gore relevant when there was like some goo on the top of the snowman's head <laughs> speaking of snowman relevant or not relevant uh yeah uh no it's not relevant what okay all right title spoken by character uh uh yeah it is it's relevant one person was <laughs> I, excited and another person agreed i uh i i like that because that reminds me of uh they don't post stuff much anymore, but they would like make these um, fake movie screen caps or, or like subtitles where it'd be something like uh, like War Machine in one of the Iron Man movies being like, now I'm Iron Man too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, severed head. Relevant or not? No. No, it sucks. It's not relevant. Yeah. No. Melting. Uh, no. I don't think so. No. I mean, even though it happens constantly and there's multiple kinds of melting, you know, there's a body melting and then there's snow melting. It's not relevant. Nobody cared. Yeah. Okay. Now here's, here's one. Antifreeze. Relevant or not? Uh, no. No. Yeah, no, it actually is relevant. Oh, it's, okay. it's weird, though. One of two people found this relevant. So one person thought it was relevant, and another person was like, no, this is not relevant. Okay. It's the way yeah. that he dies. I feel like that's pretty relevant. Well, I guess, but I, like, who's like looking for that? You know what I mean? Well, apparently like, two people did and had differing opinions. So I'm like half vindicated on that. Sure. Oh, speaking of, yeah. Uh, the, the rape one also was a one of two. So I think the other one was a protest. No, they're just like, stop talking about this. <laughs> and you know what? Fair enough. You know, I, I hate myself each and every time I bring it up. <laughs> Last but not least, number 20 Christmas. Uh, no, it's not really a Christmas movie. I mean, it, like it is technically, but no, I mean, there's some Christmas murder. Or at least Sally, the wife, when she dies, is very Christmassy. But yeah, not a very Christmas movie. And uh, yeah, no, it's not listed as relevant. So uh, you're correct. Nicely All done. Right. And that's it, everybody. I hope everybody's got excellent plans for the holidays. I hope I get this out in time. But it's busy as hell. So, you know, if you find this late in January, just forgive me. So, you know, <laughs> I say this every time and I always just barely squeak it out. Maybe he'll just cut out like all his audio and be like, no, of course, everything's great. And I'll just get this all done. Um, yeah, come on. Yeah. 
No, I, I love Christmas. I mean, I love Halloween, but I think I actually love Christmas more. I think it's just like I'm, I'm a slightly more of a glass half full person than glass half empty, but I do like both halves of that glass. Sure. I like the glitter and I like the warmth in contrast to the cold outside. I think we need a fun festive holiday in the midst of just a miserable winter mess. And we've gotten some serious snow going on and you know what? I, I know everybody out there, we're all busy and we're having hardships, but just try to remember the good things about your family and friends, you know, getting together, giving each other gifts and just awaiting the new year and a fresh start to just pull your mess of a life around. I hope you guys all do a wonderful Christmas or holiday or yeah, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Festivus, whatever your deal is, you know? Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy yourselves. And I, I hope you, I hope you forgive us for presenting you with this lump of coal, this holiday season. <laughs> Who knows? You might deserve it. Maybe you do. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, Happy all of it. May you keep away from snowmen and you know how best to dissolve them. Antifreeze, everybody. That's the answer. In case there's ever some weird horror trivia. That's right. Antifreeze can solve a lot of your holiday-related problems. It can. So from all of us here at Gorman on Gore, I just want to wish you all the best and uh, happy holidays. From us to you. Later. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not frown. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. What's the difference between... Snowmen and snowwomen. Um, no, really, what's the difference? I'll see you, Tommy. It's snowballs. Did you get it, Mr. T? It's snowballs. <laughs>